Yeah, you guys thought you thought you were smooth. <laughs> I don't think Very I ever smooth. heard it play that long. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to test something out, but I guess it didn't it didn't really work that well. Um, anyways, real quick, we're gonna move it into baseball. All things baseball, though. Now that the season has started up, Ruff spring training. St- well, no, <laughs> I'm going to Rutgers baseball. Dennis. Oh, Rutgers baseball. That's you think oh, we don't cover he, that, Dennis? he switched you right. Th- he switched Whoa. it up on you. He threw a curve at you, Whoa. Dennis. Dennis really thought I was going to just do that. Oh, no, you threw a complete know. curve at Dennis. All right, yeah, I wasn't expecting that at all. I'm okay, not, I'm gonna have to change. My all right, Muffled's here. What do you got? All right, so this team, this Rutgers team, we did not have a good start down in Coral Gables against University of Miami. We lost three in a row. After we lost three in a row. Miami Hurricanes get ranked number one team in the nation. Okay? We lost the first game by one, second game by six, and the last game by seven. Not that good, but the fact that we're able to put some runs up, you know, keep the game somewhat close against the number one team in the nation. At the number one team in the nation. Exactly. That's true, too. That's true. Um, But, you know, this week we're back in Florida. We were back in Florida. And Rutgers... Just, you know, off to an amazing start. We the first two innings scored a, scored nine runs. I mean, you can't get you can't ask for much more than that. Oh my god. It, yeah. It's Danny DiGiorgio. <laughs> so close to Randy Di, Di Gregorio. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Danny, it is Danny DiGiorgio. Had a great I game. That. Four for six. But he scored two runs, had an RBI. <laughs> um Richie Shivkofer, three for four. Two RBIs, he scored three runs. Chris Brito, three for four. I mean, they, they did really good. They had, they had 18 hits in this game. Um, it was it was quite quite the sight to see. And, you know, for, for Rutgers, um, the pitching was also immaculate. Harry Rutkowski, he had seven innings pitched to only two earned runs and only two strikeouts, only allowed six hits. But yeah, only two strikeouts. I thought I looked at that and I was like, "Wow, well, I guess he got a lot of." <laughs> the, the starter for North Florida pitched an inning, and gave up six earned runs and eight <laughs> runs six total. Six earned runs. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so sad. Killed him. Wow, it's oh, embarrassing. And there was no like, it's they they threw five pitchers, uh, in that game because obviously when your starter gives up six earned runs in the first <sighs> inning, All right. you're gonna go to the bullpen. Um, but it doesn't look like they fared too much better. And that was only the first game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we only allowed, they only had eight hits. They had four errors on the field that first game. Going over to the second game, still continuing that dominance, 16-4. to Scarlet Knights win. 16 hits, holding North Florida to four runs scored. Once again, our boy Randy DiGregorio, no, uh, Danny DiGiorgio. Dude, we should, I we should just want to say DiGregorio because it, it took me it so long like to learn it. that. It, it looks, looks exactly like We should like have uh, Danny DiGiorgio on. We him. should with Randy. <laughs> and Randy could tell him all about his Warriors in the Claude baseball <laughs> team. No, but uh, Danny went three for four, three RBIs, three runs scored. He also walks twice. Crazy. And, you know, th- throughout these games, uh, they were rotating a bunch of guys in. Which, which is good to see because we were absolutely dominant. Um, Chris, you know. Chris Brito and Peter Ceruto both, I mean, they, they jump out at the page. I mean, right. you know, there's there's multi-hit games in here, all like every single one we've looked at. Like, yeah. they're, they're really good players. Uh, the first baseman is Chris Brito. 
catcher Peter Cerruto. So, yeah, he's been they've been eating, and so I mean Danny has too. Yeah, uh, yeah, Dan, I mean, yeah, obviously, Steve Gregorio. Yeah. yeah, that goes without saying, right? Right, and uh, he he actually or he had a double, and Ceruto had a home run that game. So pretty, pretty crazy. Let's see how we did pitching wise. Um, you know, it was still. Hold on, I'm getting a call. Someone else talk. <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, Rutgers had some good baseball going on. Uh, had some had some good wins. Uh, I will say that uh, third game was a little bit little bit rougher. I would say um, they only, only won by one. Yeah, only one by only one, one, seven by to one. six. Uh, Danny DiGiorgio only had a uh, one one for four batting, which wasn't. Someone, someone just called in and asked if we could go back to music. <laughs> <laughs> really? They don't want to hear about Rutgers baseball. Oh my goodness! I'm sorry. Apparently. This is uh, WRC that's not how crew. <laughs> yeah, that's we don't wow. have a time for Anyways, music at this moment. And then he hung up. I said, "Who is this?" And he hung up. Uh, but yeah, hey, it was a scam this call. This is till eight. WRC crew, the best show at WRCU. Yeah, I mean, like, I I can't even. Start. Ronnie's like, lost. What, Ronnie's lost I, right I, now. I'm really lost. Like, you don't want to listen to the WRSU crew. You're just wrong. Not. I'm sorry, talking, just talking wrong. about talking Rutgers baseball. You know, we're starting the season off. Muff, what do you what do you think about this uh, Wagner game coming up tomorrow? Hold on, there's another call. Someone's calling. If this, another if caller. The same, person, same guy. Same guy. I, I hope it's the same person. All right, Ronnie, what do you think about this Wagner game coming up tomorrow? Wagner. At home, it actually up. says it on the uh, 2020 Rutgers baseball. Uh, the schedule website. It says WRSU 88.7 FM. It does. It yeah. does. We have it here for you tomorrow. I think it's Justin and Baxter on the call. Oh, it I is. don't know, so I believe you. At 2 p.m. Do we got? We have Baxter right now. Yeah. Hey Baxter. Oh hey man. How was your trip, I, man? I, I was the one who called to uh, tell you to put music on. <laughs> uh, Should have known. And Muff didn't recognize you. No. He disguised no. his voice. <laughs> I, I went, hi, can you uh, put music back on? <laughs> <laughs> I was but fuming. That's the perfect voice for someone who wants to put music back on. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, currently at the, I'm currently at Dallas-Fort Worth right now. Um, I'm in hell because this place is like 70 degrees. I went from having 20-degree weather to 70. It's pretty I'm warm up here, hoodie. too, I got to say. I'm, I'm wearing a hoodie and sweatpants, and I'm sweating my... I'm sweating all over. <laughs> but... I'll, I'll let you guys get back to the show because I'm hopping on the tram right now. But I was listening. We appreciate it, we appreciate Thank it, you, Baxter. Baxter. Lo- lo- love you guys. Lo- love yeah, you, too. Love you, too. Yeah, have, have, have a good time in Dallas. What is he doing there? <laughs> uh, so oh. I know he was in Steamboat, He was Colorado. in Steamboat in Colorado for a festival, Bluegrass. Right. He's and very now, excited about that. He was. Fish, fish concert, maybe? Oh, I no, don't. He went to I don't believe it was a fish concert. I not. think it was just a festival. Yeah. All right. He was very excited about it, though. I I know he was talking about a bluegrass festival that he was excited for. I I think he might have killed over and died if fish had been there. So <laughs> I, I don't. Fish screwed. starts performing at the bluegrass festival. Uh, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like I, I don't know if this guy surprise I, performance from fish. I don't know if he could come back from that. I <laughs> I, I, I want we want him to, but I don't know. I'm not sure. All right, uh, getting getting wanna... back to Rutgers baseball. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about this Wagner game tomorrow? About Wagner. Home opener for Rutgers, 2 p.m. on WRSU. I mean, listen, I'm going to, looking at Wagner's team, they, they're they not a, a terrible team, but they've gotten off to a pretty bad start. They're 2-4. and four. 
Um, you know, their best guy, he's batting 400 right now, and then everyone under that's 300. It's so early in the season, though. That's the thing. You can't really tell with these types of things, obviously. But, I mean, you look at Rutgers, and all things are really clicking for them. I mean, we have we have some guys batting, you know, up five. Uh, Chris Brito, for example, he's batting f- 500. He played all, f- all six games. He's 22 at best, 11 hits. And then, you know, Peter Cer- um, Cerudo. Yeah, he's yeah the the catcher and he's I mean he he's only played four games so he had two uh two games off, gotta save those knees. But I mean you know the team is really doing really really well right now, and I think that's good, especially because this is going to be a home game against Wagner, and I, I believe it's only the one game, right? Yes. Okay. I also have to say just for a moment, you can look at the Wagner baseball schedule, and it also plugs WRSU. Oh wow. oh wow! If you if you click on listen, it brings to uh, wrsu.org. I think I think Wagner. I mean, I might just transfer to Wagner now. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna go to Wagner. Gonna, yeah, I mean, should. if you think about it, you right? can cover briefly, the games there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> briefly talking about Wagner. Uh, so far this season, one win and two losses against Norfolk State, and one win and two losses against Penn State. They lost eleven to nothing against Penn State one day. They did lose eleven to nothing in their second game you against guys Penn at a State. Neutral site, right? Yes, Cary, North Carolina, at the USA Baseball Complex. Ooh. The other thing to look at at their Schmancy stats, Schmancy. Uh, yeah. the leader, the leading hitter, the guy that's batting 400, he only has a 400 slugging percentage. So, I mean, yeah, he's going to get hits, but if you look at Chris Brito and Peter Ceruto, they're up in the 900s in terms they're of They're also slugging batting percentage. like 500. <laughs> yeah, yeah Peter yeah. Ceruto's at 533. Yeah. Like I mean, you can't say it's been three series. Yeah, it's, it's, been, it's, it's, it's too it's early. Been, it's way too it's been, early. But it's been two series. But at the same time, if Wagner's already kind of regressing into a decent baseball team, like their best players are not that's true, not outliers. Right, right, right. Like it doesn't look great just in general. Like it doesn't that's look true. like they're putting up major batting numbers. That's true. Both of their wins were only by one run. Norfolk State, it was 11-10, to 10, and Penn State, it was 1-0. Right. It's, in general, I think just this should be a winnable game for Rutgers. Yeah. At home, home opener, should be exciting. Big. Should be a good crowd, hopefully. Brito hopefully. has a, a 1.548 uh, OPS on, on base wow. plus slugging. That's, like, That's ridiculous. That's insane. Yeah. Like, that, <sighs> I mean, it's early, but... That's true. And impressive. That that is very impressive. And I'm 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 excited for this Rutgers baseball team because honestly last year I just didn't I don't think me I mean me and Ronnie roomed together freshman year and I don't think we followed the Rutgers baseball team like at not all. Not much. No, not, not much. It's always it was always, you know, basketball and football right. basically. But you know now and we're both big baseball guys, I know, so Right. And it's you know, it's going to be really interesting to follow this team, you know, get to know some of the guys better and, you know, maybe hopefully have some of them on one of the days for crew. Like when they got on a Friday or something like that, we could definitely hope like after the I season. Mean, we've had it. We've had them on. We had them on before the season. Started. Right. I right. we had the two or two or three guys on. Um, be nice to have them on again, hopefully again, after a after successful season, season. Talk to them exactly. again. Afterwards, yeah, for sure. Um, Get Danny D. Danny D. Randy D. Jajoria. I cannot say his name. I'm Randy D. I'm going to call him if he ever comes. To, if I ever meet him, I'm going to be like, "No, oh, D. Gregorio, right?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, it's it's so close. It's so close. But they're all classy guys. They're all classy guys, and mm-hmm. obviously, we'd love to have him on again. And yeah, you know, we want to see him do well against Wagner. That's it. Mm-hmm. Sure. 
and moving on uh, later into the season. Got uh, three games against Washington State after that. Um, and then the rest of the season. I'm not going to read out the whole thing because you can look it up. <laughs> That's what but the internet's for. That is what good the internet is for. Good boy, good man, for. Dennis. I just don't know. I saw, like things that are confusing to me is like the there's you know there's usually three game series, but then there's just a bunch of one games randomly spread out. Like, what's what's the point of that? Uh, I assume they're like weekday games because these are like student athletes, right. and so they can't be going for long periods of time. And so if they want to get more than just a weekend series in. You probably are going to have to have one game, little one gamers in the middle of the oh, week. Okay, I see. And the one game series, they also seem like they're clo- like they're they're with teams that are kind of close. Like That's, they're not. Like, that is also true. Big now travel looking base. at it. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And also, it's it, it's um, non conference games. Right, right. Lafayette, All the conference right. games Fairly, are yeah, free games. True. Yeah, these are. Ronnie makes a good point. I'm realizing now they're all close. Well, except for this one. Oh boy. Tuesday in Florida. Florida oh Fort my Myers. goodness. March 17th. Wait, is that spring break, though? That's spring oh, break. That's it true. is spring break. Wow. But they wow. do have Smart. a game at Absolutely genius. I don't think it has. Oh, wait. <laughs> they Wait. Have, they have, before that, they play Army West Point in Florida, too. So oh, they're down yeah. there. Cool. Oh, they're, down, oh, they're just down so there for cool. a couple of games. That's right. nice. That's good. They're going to be down there that's for a That's a nice like spring a break, I got to yeah. say. That's yeah. cool. Smart like schedule. Play baseball. Play baseball down there. That's cool. We go to Florida a lot, though. I mean, we, we basically just, live there. It's a, it's a nice basically. baseball state, I guess. I mean, we go down. We were just, I mean, Florida for the first series, Florida for the second series, Florida for spring break, and I'm going to look dumb if that's it. The, I, but we have another tournament eventually I, in Florida. I've talked with, like, I, I one of my friends from high school, he went to Kentucky to play baseball. Oh, wow. SEC. He's, he's, he was really good. And he, um, he, didn't, he didn't have classes in the spring because – their what? schedule is so, like you have to, you go all week. You have weekends, like, and of course we see middle of the week stuff. So it's kind of hard to have a class on like a Tuesday. Right. I wonder if that's similar with Rutgers because he had to take summer classes instead of spring classes. So oh, it's, so you got to go to school in the summer, basically. It's awful. He left like right after we graduated to go down to Kentucky and wow, like, go to school. Huh. So it's like pretty awful. So I wonder if it's. Similar, or do they have like a few classes or something? Because it's it's a tough schedule. Like that's interesting. Really it is. Schedule. That's yeah. really interesting. Yeah, I mean, I know I have one one player in one of my classes, three hour class. Oh, you do. I have this one. semester, but like, yeah, this semester. But like you said, like it could just be like maybe they do, you know, th- two or three classes in spring and then two or three classes in summer just to right. you know break it up, mm-hmm. and so it's you know it's easier on them because when you're they're gone almost you know every single weekend for a series so that could be kind of you know that could be tiring it's not like football or basketball where you go away you know one day they're mm-hmm. going away every single weekend they almost every single weekend and you know they're playing three games over that weekend spent yeah they're so, in they're, they're away for a full weekend yes yeah. it's a lot and these games like some of these games are i mean they're not like this games in washington state uh, and this one's State, this one's in Arizona. Arizona. This one's in Arizona. Right. But when they're playing Washington State, that's a, like a a Friday two ten game. Like they got to leave like Thursday night and yeah. then wake up early Friday. Like it's a and Arizona is not close. Obviously, that's quite a point. Like and a then after that, uh, against ODU down in uh, Norfolk, we're bringing up Norfolk again. Mm. I've been there. Do you live Did there? You know that? No, I don't. It's Norfolk. Like, yeah, Norfolk. you're from Virginia. Yes. 
Sure am. What what's the area like in Norfolk? Uh, it's like uh, it, it's like a harbor town basically. Okay. Um, a lot of a lot of boats, I think. If I'm remembering the place right, I might be remembering it completely wrong, but. None of you would know if I was just completely misremembering yeah, what you, Norfolk you is like. You should just tell us exactly what you think. Is that near Charlottesville? Like uh, near the University no, of Virginia? Not at like all? it's like the opposite side. You can so look it's more, at it it's more in, it's more inland, I guess? More like, uh, it's away from the water? Charlottesville is more inland. Oh, that, is, I, oh that's what I mean. Norfolk's yes. probably the opposite. Norfolk is, yeah, just on the beach. It's right next to Virginia Beach. I was right when I said it the first time. Do it is not, very close to Virginia Beach. Do you not pronounce the L? Uh, it is pronounced Norfolk. Really? I've heard yes. Norfolk. I've never heard Norfolk. It is pronounced Norfolk. That is what I have always heard from people. Um, and he's, he's from Virginia. He would know. Yeah. yeah. I would definitely would not know. So. Yeah. Yeah. Me neither. He could be like messing with us and just telling us to pronounce the wrong way. Yeah. I should do that. That would be a really funny. Oh, you should have like... done that before. You could have all caught. You could have caught us off guard. Yeah. I, I, I could have been like, oh, hey, uh, I, I, you know that place UVA is Charlottesville. Charlottesville. <laughs> Muff, you want to go to Charlottesville tomorrow? Charlottesville. Charlottesville is a nice place, <laughs> gotta say. I only know like Leesburg and Richmond because the University of Richmond. Right. And that's it. Not, not because it's Blacksburg. A important state or important city or anything. It's not, I mean, Virginia is just kind of useless. Historic <laughs> city. Uh, <laughs> historic <laughs> city. It's just useless, you know, Virginia. Uh, that's right, fair. Like, eh, Virginia, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're it's right. like, oh, Dennis is from there. That's all I know about Virginia. <laughs> There's no Livy C there, that's why. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> so true. Exactly. So true. Oh, I should talk about that today. Oh, uh, you want to talk about it now? Yeah, real quick. All right, talk about Mom. it now. What yeah. we, what's what's yeah, so special yeah, about yeah, Livy C? Okay, so me, Ronnie, Oni, Jake Leone, he's another one of me and Ronnie's roommates, and Troy, our sports director. So the four of us live together. All right, so the way it works at Rutgers University, for Here those we go. that don't know, aren't familiar with the lottery system for housing, is everyone gets assigned a number randomly, and so juniors get three seniority points, seniors get four seniority points, and it you know, goes down the list from there. So the way someone else calling. Oh. So the way it works is that you get your seniority points, you get your, your lottery number, and from there, okay, from there it goes down, and you have to apply for these different... Uh, housing options, and so we were gonna live in rich, uh, where we live now, Richardson Apartments. We're gonna say, you know, you know, forget. We're, there's no way that we're gonna get Livy Apartments because by his, historical things, you have to do 16 and 15, uh, like 16 and 15 seniority points for Livy Apartments. That's what it's historically been, and we only had 14 with a lottery number that was like 4,500. Okay, and hold on, let me put let me put Troy on real quick. All right. Three members of the Troy, new our Olivia overlord C is game. here. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. All right, Hi, so Troy. I mean, I was just trying to explain it to them, you yeah, know, how it works. Yeah, I was just calling because I just want to know like, we got a Libby C apartment this year. Yeah, right, right, exactly. Um, and we only had 14 points, so yeah, we only had we had 14 seniority points. You uh, rigged the system up. That's the only explanation. And the lowest though, it was 13 seniority points. Like that's like one of the lowest groups. <laughs> Who got it? No. Hold on. I'm going to hang up on you, Troy, because Tommy Waters is on the other line. Oh, we got to hear oh, from boy. Tommy Waters. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, I'm going to hang up on you. Hello, uh... Tommy? Hello? What are you doing? Am I on here? Yeah, Waters doing. I'll tell you, Waters, you're doing, all right? <laughs> Listen here. Listen here. This has been an absolute debacle, this whole <laughs> Livingston, Jewel <laughs> apartment situation. First of all, if some of you don't know, they opened up Jewel Apartments. 
to non to undergrads this year. No one seemed to have known that one. All right. So me and my buddies, I was gonna. We apparently it was just a complete mess. It was an absolute mess, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm telling you, it is not helping that Muffin here keeps rubbing in the fact that he got the apartment. And I didn't. So <laughs> well, I'm sick of it. Well, well, well Tommy, you got to explain your situation a little better. So, Tommy was going to room with our Chris Sakonis from the sports department, and mm-hmm. his friends wanted instead to say, oh, no, they thought they needed, absolutely needed 16 seniority points to get Livy Apartments, when in reality, this year, you only need like 14 or 13. And so they ditched Chris. They decided to go three person apartments with 16 seniority points, which is a lot harder to do. Or with 12 senior points, which is a lot harder to do, yeah. and they didn't get it by, like, the skin of their teeth. Like, by the, 12 the points. Cutoff, <laughs> the cutoff this year for a three-person apartment was, I believe, 29.67 on my number. 29.80. So, talk for you, Tommy Waters. Oh, I think we just accidentally dropped Tommy. Oh, uh, thank God. All right, who do we have uh, on the line now? Oh, uh, we accidentally dropped Tommy. Now it's Baxter. Oh, uh, Baxter. What's up, Baxter? Oh, uh, hey, Baxter. Uh, I, I just wanted to uh, talk smack on Tommy Waters. <laughs> here we <laughs> go. Let's hear it. Here, honestly. <laughs> uh, the, the reason why he didn't get the apartments is because he's an awful person who will not let me back on the show. He's afraid of having me on the show. Why's that? Why is that? I don't know. He's a sissy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's all I had to say. All right, all right. Have a good one. Have a good one. Please don't let Troy back on. Okay, okay. okay oh, no. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. No, Tommy's coming in here right now. Tommy oh is gosh. walking in. Oh, my goodness. All right. Oh, no. All right. I got to go. All right. All right. Have Baxter, safe travels. Run. Safe run, travels. Excuse me. Is Baxter on air right now? <laughs> no, he's, he's, is he's, Baxter on air right he's now? He's gone now. He's, he's gone. gone. He's gone. What are you doing, man? <laughs> what are you doing? Which is a show you should listen to every Tuesday. From no, no. We're not letting you plug your show. So, uh, <laughs> too late. Just plug the show. I just came in, I just came in to yell back at Baxter saying, you know, he's... Not a, you know, I don't, I don't know what this Baxter is. I don't even know what a Baxter is. I'll be honest with you, but it sounds like fake news if you ask me. Ronnie, what do you think? I, what, I completely missed. Can you explain? I, I was answering calls. What do you think a Baxter is? Like, what, I what mean, even is a Baxter? I know that I know that there is something called a Baxter. All right, who's on exists. the line now? Who do we have? Baxter again. Oh, again. Our overlord. Do we have the overlord? <laughs> Unbelievable. Steve Savano. Tommy, you got a lot of calls coming in. I mean, what can I say? You're a popular guy. That's what happens when you get what are you doing on the nah, show. That's so it. That's it. He's a local celebrity. Sure. Troy, what do you want to say? I'm on an H right now. I'm just wondering what you guys know. Because Baxter, I can call in. So I just wanted to call in real quick. Oh, uh, but wait. But next year, you're going to be taking the LX back, right? <laughs> yeah, the LX. Tommy's not taking the LX, though. <laughs> I actually am. I'll be living on off of Livingston next year. So uh, in, a, in a regular house. So yeah, in a regular house. It's a nice place, actually. You know, Chico. Okay. He's Cheaper. living. It is. An, is it as nice as Livy C though? That's the question. You know what? <laughs> you know, I like it a lot. So, but but like the thing is, is that me and Troy and Ronnie, we're gonna be able to just like look out the window, and be like, oh, there's my bus. Let me go run outside and get it. Yeah, you got it. It's a little bit of a hike for you, right? It's a five minute walk. Yeah, that's way too so. long for me. It's way too long. Yeah. No. <laughs> Tommy hear me? Yeah, he could hear you. Tommy, I got a Libby apartment C next to that, so I don't know if you knew that. Really? <laughs> I never would have guessed. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. Muffin did too. Muffin did too. Really? Who well, anyone else said and it Ronnie, Ronnie, you too, man? Really? Unbelievable. You could have gotten it, you know. I could have gotten it, you know, but if you kept Chris, you could have gotten it. Here's what I here's what I th- here's what I said to myself. You know, you know what, Troy, Muff, Ronnie, they all really wanted it, you know, and I knew if I took it. You guys probably would be slumming it back in uh, Richardson That's or Silvers. True. That's very true. So I just want to say you're welcome. All right, and listen. <laughs> yeah, at least Thank I could you. do. Appreciate listen to water you doing every Tuesday from no, two no, to three. No. So yeah. I'm out. Goodbye. All right, that was Tommy Waters. 
Uh, Some taking, guy, Tommy Waters. T- taking a visit into the studio. <laughs> I wasn't going to let him plug a show. <laughs> this wow. has been a really good crew. That that was, that's all I'm saying. That's that been was a lot of fun. Who needs uh, Randy? An incredible sequence right there. <laughs> that's very... We went from talking Rutgers baseball into housing, into arguments with Tommy Waters <laughs> and Troy and Baxter. So that's interesting. But any, I mean, anyways, the point of the story is, what's that? What do the people say? The cool kids say like, TDLR or something like that. TLDR, too long didn't read. That. Yeah, too long didn't read. That that's what the cool kids say nowadays. T- <laughs> TLDR, me, Ronnie, Oni, and Troy should not have gotten Livingston apartments, but after some crazy circumstances and Rutgers doing some weird stuff with opening undergraduate apartments, we did. It's unheard of for us to. We shouldn't have gotten this. Me and Ronnie are going to be living up as juniors in there, hopefully as seniors too. And you know. TLDR is cool kids there, right, Dennis? Can I visit? Uh, we'll see. We All might right. hold the sports department meetings there. All right. They probably have a maybe guest I'll, list Maybe too. I'll actually attend them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna have, don't take Japanese. Dennis, do not take another <laughs> one o'clock p.m. class. No more one tens. <laughs> I'll try not to, but I can't promise anything. All right, fine. But I mean, all I know is it's gonna be crazy. Dennis, you still don't know where you're living? No, I still don't. That's crazy to me, because I know I'm living in Libby C. <laughs> Are you really? That's not Livy A? <laughs> not Livy A, not Livy B, Livy C. Muff, can we go to break? Sure, if you really want to go to break. Keep it locked. <laughs> WRCFM New Brunswick and online WRCU.org. Welcome back to the fourth floor College of Student Center. I didn't know it was coming right back into this last second thing. The surprise. Quite a surprise. But you, you handled it pretty well. Thank you. Professional. We're all professionals here. We are. Um, do... Ronnie and Schmid, you guys want to talk a little hockey? I know there was a big deadline that came, the big trade. Yeah, trade well, let's we transition to, to that. Yeah, so there was the okay. the 2020 trade deadline was today, and Ronnie, the biggest takeaway for me is that Carolina is ready to make a deep run. They got Brady Shea from your New York Rangers. They got Trocek, Vincent Trocek from the Florida Panthers. It really looks like they have the potential to go deep. Absolutely, and you know they did. They needed defense. They really did. They um, they played the Rangers a few nights ago, and their defense. They they have a few really nice defenders. Um, pulling that up right now, but the depth was not there, and it hurt them against the Rangers. Obviously, I was happy about that, but they proved that, like even with a backup, backup, backup goalie. A Zamboni driver, they can win games. What's up, guys? What's up, Baxter? Baxter. I heard heard you're talking some trade deadline. We absolutely are. Perfect guy to talk to. I was on the floor. We're bringing in the expert. So so I was was following it uh, in in Steamboat, and I've been mulling it over a little bit. Okay. So the big winner of the day would have been the Islanders. Uh, They were supposed to get Jack Parise, but they couldn't get the paperwork in time. Uh, so that trade will not be going through. It's looking like that'll be going through in the off season. Um, I think a big loser on the day was the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, they didn't pick up that goaltender that they needed. Uh, and a big up-and-comer will be Vegas. Because Vegas got uh, Robin Lehner, which kind of solves their goaltending qualms um, and their problems. So... Yeah, I, I also think Carolina, I don't know why they picked up so many defensemen. Uh, but, I mean, having Sammy Batman as well as uh, as well as well Brady Shea does not uh, hurt. But, yeah, they're, they're really setting up. And right now the East is looking so good. 
Yeah, Baxter, that's going to be ne- my next thing uh, for Votnin going to Carolina. Um, what do you think? You know, obviously there's some problems with that defense for Carolina, but, you know, what, how does that really bolster the Hurricanes going forward? Well, I mean, the, the Hurricanes had a very good defensive core. They've always been very good at drafting, whether you look at the players that are on their team or no longer on their team. Uh, they've always been good defensively, but this year they've had a couple injuries. I know Dougie Hamilton's been out long term, so you, you really needed to fill up some of those gaps. Because for the most part, they were a very young defensive core. Um, but, yeah, so it, it's good for them to fill that up. But right now, everybody's playing second fiddle to Boston and Tampa. Right. Because those two teams really are just owning everybody. And, I mean, Tampa's on a two-game skid right now. But, I, yeah, they're, they're going to be fine. And they're going to be going into the postseason. They picked up uh, – who, who's the guy? Was it Blake Coleman, I think? They yeah, it was Coleman. They picked up Coleman, um, and they got uh, they picked up the Buffalo defenseman uh, Bogosian, who was outrighted. Oh, and, they, and they also got uh, they also got what's his face Barclay Goodrow. Um, yeah, Barclay. Um, but I I don't think those are kind of just pieces to add on to it to better their chances, not necessarily those key pieces. Uh, so uh, I was kind of a little bit disappointed that Boston didn't go for that winger that we wanted um, to fit in on that second line. But right now, I'd say another winner is is uh, San Jose. Because they got the picks that they wanted. Um, they really are starting that rebuild. I know they wanted to move uh, Joe Thornton, but that wasn't happening, and I know Joe Thornton kind of wanted it. But right now, um, yeah, so the East is going to be stacked. I know all day they were talking about how the, the top four teams in the league are in the East, um, which is just dominant. Uh, and it's, I think the Stanley Cup winner will be coming from that Eastern Conference. And right now, I mean, my, my prediction at the beginning of the season was Colorado facing off against the Bruins. Um, and right now, I think it's changed to Colorado versus Vegas. Vegas really, Vegas, they just got a little bit better. Yeah, and Carolina, I think part of the reason they did go for that defenseman is Jacob Slavin, or Slavin, sorry, was playing so many minutes for them. He was playing, like, an outrageous amount of minutes. They needed to well, get well, him a break. Yeah, that, that was the position that Dougie Hamilton was supposed to be taking over. Right. He's he's that kind of player. Like he, he grew up in the Boston system, which really thrives with defensemen being able to play almost half the game. Um, so he he kind of got molded by that, and he's one of those players that you could put him out there for sixty minutes, and he could play the whole game and not get tired. But this season he got injured, so that's a huge question mark on the on the defense side. But I think they really. They really solved that. Um, I don't know why they picked up two defensemen, uh, considering that Brady Shea is locked up for five years, and I think um, I think uh, what the face is a RFA at the end of the season or a UFA at the end of the season, uh, Sammy Batman. But I also um, I thought that Paul Mary was going to be dealt again. I thought so too. Um, and I thought. Boston was a perfect fit for him as a Boston Bruins fan. I would have been happy giving up 
our first round pick for him. Is I, I like the style that I like his style. I like that gritty attitude. Um, but Boston really kind of just did a a third liner, fourth liner trade. Um, but yeah, it, it was a very entertaining uh, trade deadline. Uh, kind of highlighted by a trade that didn't go through, which was Andrew Ladd for uh, Parise plus some picks. Uh, Andrew or Parise would be heading to Long Island, but like I said earlier, that trade did not go through just because they they couldn't get the paperwork in and they couldn't figure out the financial uh, backing of the trade. Right. And, I mean, I'm just looking at the standings right now. So, in the East, um, I think I think it's four out of the top five teams are in the East. I misspoke earlier. You're you're right. Uh, it's if you look at it, Washington, Boston. Boston, Tampa, Pittsburgh, all of eighty points. The only team with over eighty in the West is uh, the St. Louis Blues. So you're you're dead which, on. Which I um personally I don't see the Blues making that kind of run that they did last year. Um. I think that was kind of a lightning-in-the-bottle situation. Uh, they are a great team, and we're seeing that this season, but I I like some of those younger teams. Um, like, I like the Colorado, and I'm very you, – you guys know me. I, I enjoy the Colorado Avalanche, and I enjoy the Coyotes. Both those teams very much disappointed me today because they didn't do anything. Um Colorado needed a goaltender. Uh, they did not go get goaltender, even though they're the backup. They were originally linked with uh, Robin Lanner, but he got swooped up by Vegas. And then there were other backups uh, that were available and nothing. Um, but another uh, Rangers trade that kind of got squashed was that, uh, was it Grigorov? Um, Georgiev? Uh, Georgiev. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he got injured yesterday, even though they were going to be trading Samsonov. That's the, uh, the backup. Uh, so, originally, so what happened uh, was they have three goaltenders right now. So, Shesterkin, uh, Geor- Georgiev, and yeah. Lundqvist, right? And uh, Shesterkin and Buchnevich, who's one of their wingers, they got in a car accident this morning. Uh yeah. And Shesterkin's supposed to be out now for a month, so effectively that did take Georgiev off the market. Yeah, Georgiev was one of the key pieces in the trade deadline. Um, He was a young goalie that a team kind of – the Rangers, for some reason, think that they have their guy in the next Henrik Lundqvist, which I don't like pinning that to goalies, especially as I think he's 22 right now, 23. Um, He's young. I don't like pinning that to goalies this early, uh, especially with uh, – it's hard to weed those out and be like, oh, this is this is our guy at a young age. Um, but they wanted to trade him, uh, and pretty much anybody would take that goalie in a second because he's not a bad goalie. He's fantastic. He's, yeah, he's, he's not a bad goalie. It's just uh, – the injury kind of made the Rangers realize, like, oh, we still need a backup. Um, so I would look in the off season for them to maybe deal their backup goalie, um, even though he's not a backup. Like he's he has the starting potential, 
there. It's just, I guess, the Rangers uh, know everybody better, or know their goalie better than anyone else, and they're really putting all the chips on the back of them. Yeah, I mean, Shesterkin's been, he's been really good. And again, you can't pin him as the next Henrik, Henrik Lundqvist, but this guy, I think he's only lost one of the, I was, I remember the stat. Uh, I think he's played eight games and he's seven and one. So, I mean, again, it's too early to project anything, but uh, I think Georgiev is definitely a starting option. I think even more than Lundqvist, I think Georgiev might get more starts down the stretch just because I think he's had a better season. Um, but you're right. I mean, I, I I was very much anticipating them dealing him, and I think they could have gotten something big for him. I think, obviously, the Avalanche would have been a perfect landing spot for the guy. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it was a big deal that that happened. And also, another big deal that the Rangers didn't send Chris Kreider anywhere. I know, Baxter, you liked him with Boston. What are your thoughts on that? Um, so my thoughts were, uh, were kind of... Um they're shooting themselves in the foot with this. They're, they're saying that they trust that the rebuild will be taking under, or that Chris Carter will be a part of the rebuild, and they're kind of hoping for like a very short rebuild, which I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I think the, the Rangers' prospect pool is kind of short everywhere but the goalie area, so it's a little bit tough to say that they're to have like a night and day rebuild and Kreider's not getting any younger like you you could have gotten a prospect plus a a first round pick like my idea for Kreider was or not my idea but everybody was saying that it was going to be Jake Jacob DeBrusque who is a very formidable player um he is currently playing on the second line for the Bruins and he, he has that power forward in him um and a first-round pick. So that's a known commodity and a first-round pick, which is a big haul for somebody that was supposed to be up at the end of the year. I think Kreider right now is 26 or 27. He's, uh, he's 28, actually. 28. That, that makes the point even more clear. So I what did they sign him to? Was that a six-year deal or a five-year deal? Seven. That was seven. Seven. Right. It's, I've been it's tra- long. I've been traveling a lot today. But so he will be 35, and they're really hoping to get that rebuild done before that, which I think they kind of just need to tear down the pieces because you know you're not going to have Hank there anymore. Um, I would have even, I know Henrik doesn't want to be traded, but I feel like he's one of those players that if you were to say, hey, you want to get a cup, um, everybody wants that. So I. Yeah, I I just I don't understand the Rangers because they went into today being the biggest sellers out of anybody else, and they did not sell anybody. As a matter of fact, they put themselves in an even tougher cap position. I I think part of it, and again, I'm a I'm a Rangers fan, so this is going to be very biased. Um, they are only four points out of a wild card spot, and I know. You know, looking at that, it's still a lot. You got to make up a lot of ground, and you know you're coming up against Carolina, the New York Islanders. They have to play the Flyers like twice next week. So these games are not easy, and every team they play pretty much is fighting for that playoff spot. I think they do believe that they can compete here. I think the Shesterkin injury is really impactful because 
he was playing so well. I think if they had Shesterkin, I'd be pretty happy with this Kreider move. Now, I, I still like Chris Kreider, but I agree with you. I think if you get a guy like Jake DeBrusque, who you can slot in right away, kind of, and a, a first-round pick for next year in addition to the one you yeah, just got I, for I, Shea. I don't know your your lines, but I think I think Jacob DeBrus could slot in a first line and get first liner minutes. Like he's a good player. It's just I mean, with the Bruins, it's those top three, and you're not touching that top line for the next three years. Um, but I can see him being a first liner on any other team. Like he is a very good player, um, and he really like. Yeah, I, I I really don't get them not trading not trading anything today, really. Like they they decided, oh, we have too many defensemen, let's get rid of our best defensemen. I like I like Brady Shea. He um, he's good, but I think I mean, as again, someone who watches them a lot, um, Jacob Truba uh rivals him and Adam Fox has had a ridiculous year for them, so I think they're yeah, kinda I, counting Adam, on him. I mean, Adam Fox is going to be up for the Calder this year. I don't, I don't see him winning, but he's going to be up for that rookie of the year. Right. Um, yeah, I, I like his style of play, but it's just, I, like the Devils kind of are acknowledging that they are rebuilding now. Um, they trade. They are literally saying everybody was up for, for trade. They got rid of Paul, who was their big piece. The only people that really weren't up were their top draft picks. Like, they they were willing to acknowledge that they were going to rebuild, um, which the Rangers kind of are in that no-man's land. The no-man's land is they're not going to win the Cup this year, and they're not going – like, they're going to either barely make the playoffs or they're going to miss the playoffs by, like, two games. So, it's you, – you don't get a good draft pick and you don't get a playoff run. It's, it's kind of like a double-edged sword there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's an interesting situation. I actually agree with you on Jake DeBrusque. I think Kreider played on the top line with uh, Zabonijad and um, Buchnevich, and obviously Buchnevich probably won't play, in, probably not even tomorrow, but I think you could slot DeBrusque right in there on the first line because you don't want to mess up the Panarin, uh, Strom, and... Fast line, so I think I think you're right. I think he'd go right into the first line anyway. Yeah, these. I mean, there is that wide open spot there, um, and I think he he fills somewhat of the same role, being the power forward. Um, he's able to throw the body, although he has a little less size. I think Kreider uh, might be six two, and DeBrusque I think is like six foot, but it's still like. I think the Brock is 24. Like it's it's very tough to to pass up that for somebody who's four years younger. Yeah, no, definitely. I I actually I I somewhat agree with you there, um, and I agree with you on the Devils point. I think Schmid does as well. Like they've gotten some good value out of their their guys. Yeah, they have. They got some younger guys. But Baxter, one of the things I want to talk I to you about was really it. like, what do you really foresee? For the Devils, like I guess in the in the summer, because there's there's some names that are up for grabs this off season. Um, I would say pretty much everyone, but uh, but their most recent draft pick is up for grabs. Uh, yeah, I I think that they will be a, an absolute seller. Um, and I could see Mackenzie Blackwood going. 
as well. I could uh, too. Just yeah, I they're in a weird spot right now, and it's like I enjoy the Devils too. It's very tough to see this because they openly are acknowledging that they kind of suck. <laughs> yeah. They they, yep. they they got rid of Hall, who was their big guy. They got rid of one of their best defensemen, Sammy Vatnin. They they got rid of uh, Wayne Simmons. They got rid of everybody. They want to keep getting rid of Schneider. Like <laughs> Yeah, and he keeps getting sent back and forth between the minors. <laughs> I th- Schneider's one of those goaltenders that I can see him just retiring. Because he is going to get frustrated just getting sent back down to the AHL over and over. And oh, over. yeah. It's like a broken record. And Yeah. It's, they're, they're in a strange spot. I think it, it's going to be tough to get the number one overall draft pick this year, but I don't even know how good this draft is. You, you kind of missed out on the best draft, which was two years ago, three years ago, where it was, uh, I think it, the top three were McDonald's, David, then Eichel, then uh, Line. Like, you kind of missed out on that draft. I don't know how good your prospect pool is going to be this year. It's tough to uh, it's tough to read the palm leaves there and see what the future is going to be. And I also I don't like giving away Wade and Simmons for a fifth. Uh, I think that they got they got the bad end of the stick there. Absolutely. Abs- I, I, Wayne Wayne Simmons still has name value. He does. Um, you uh, a third? Like you, they kind of sold themselves short with a conditional fifth. If Wayne Simmons plays ten games and the Sabers make the playoffs, which they will, um, the Sabers turns into a. I think it was the Sabers that he got traded to. Yeah, but they're yeah he did. They're in back of the Rangers. They're in back of the Panthers. I mean, I don't Sabres know. Sabers made some good moves today. Sabers made. They some did. They they did. And, yeah. And, and they're really, and they're really looking forward at the future. Like next year, they will be making a playoff run for sure. Um, Eichel kind of has just been alone. Another huge winner was uh, Edmonton getting at Athanasiu. Uh, I really like that. I think I was texting uh, Mike earlier today, and I was saying that's going to be a Taves Kane situation where McDavid will be able to feed somebody who can equally match his speed and get to the open areas. So that's going to be a very fun thing to watch for coming up. Absolutely, and I think Edmonton—they got a few wingers. I think I think they're in a good spot. Baxter, we're going to let you go because we got to finish up the show. Right. We appreciate you calling in, though, man. Thanks, man. All right, thank you. Yeah, that was a nice hockey segment right there. Yeah, right guy to talk to about featuring it. Featuring Robert Baxter in Dallas-Fort Worth right now, still chiming in about good old hockey. Um, we are winding down towards the end of this WRSU crew. Uh, I I want to get your guys. I'm going to do a quick rapid fire. Oh, you're but doing rapid fire. Right. I just I just saw one headline. I wanted like the Vanessa Bryant suing the helicopter company. I saw that. Yeah. Um, it says the, the you know the wrongful death lawsuit. Um, it says the pilot was careless and negligent by flying in cloudy conditions, and he should have aborted the flight that killed all nine people on board. Um, I don't know too much about aviation, 
but I guess at the end of the day, I'm guessing it is probably the pilot's yeah. uh, decision. But then again, like she sh- she's suing the company. That makes me think it's the company's decision. Because if it's this guy's fault, he's dead. Like what's going to – like what's he going to do? <laughs> I, I think it's tough also because like Kobe Bryant and that – like th- he was kind of like their personal pilot too. Like that – like that's what makes it tough because like they had a personal relationship with the guy, mm-hmm. so you'd think like he would make the right decision in terms of safety, um, which is interesting. Just to to note, I I, I don't know. I, I this kind of stinks that this is like this is happening too. You know, like it's the whole situation is obviously horrible, but right. I don't know. I, I I don't even know where to go with this. It's just such a sad situation in terms of everything yeah it is yeah. it's very sad and they had the whole um set the whole the processions today the whole ceremony and all the people talking about it and michael jordan and shaquille o'neal talking about it a very very emotional day at the staples center for sure absolutely i i saw the michael michael jordan uh he he let he let it uh get a little bit light uh though i like i like what he did he was like you know, my wife told me not to cry because there'll be another Jordan meme of me crying. Oh, yeah. Which I thought was, it was a nice little, you know, like tidbit just yeah. to kind of try and lighten stuff up. Yeah, for, it was nice. <laughs> but uh, Something I... else I wanted to bring up. Uh, Ma. Yeah. Florida State down no. by eight against no. Louisville at the half. <laughs> oh, no. What kind of absolutely ridiculous <laughs> lock is Florida uh... State? Home against Louisville. What kind of ridiculous wow. lock you, is you that? You said you were going to have the lock. I, I was not my lock, though. <laughs> Dang it. I want to be Owen one to start. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think Dennis is going to let you live this one down. There. I guess not. Uh, Apparently not. All right. But that is going to about do it for the WRSU crew. Can't get into another topic because it'll just go longer and longer and longer. But thank you for joining us on this Monday edition. Join us Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at 68. And Friday, 4 to 6 p.m. for more sports talk with the WRSU Sports Department. So keep it locked. For Scott Einhorn coming up next, keep it locked. WRSU FM New Brunswick and online at WRSU.org.